0: High time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru show. The show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV and tech.
1: Online, 24 7 24 7 you're listening to the hottest internet station hey, sounds
2: good hey Brett welcome to the media industry Guru podcast very excited to have you on and looking forward to hearing your adventures within the music pop and fulcrum
3: thanks Forbes uh yeah it's 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 a roller coaster but um it's it's very exciting and something I'm passionate about so I'm, I'm happy to chat about it.
2: So to get started, what got you interested in the music space? Did you have any mentors growing up, any family influence or any
3: artists that you looked up to? Sure. Um, my dad actually is a great singer, more of like a crooner in like that Frank Sinatra mm. style. And growing up, I mean, I, he was always singing at different family functions. Um, he sung at my parents' wedding, which I've seen that video many times and I aspire to do it on my own someday. but. Um, you know, I, it was always music in the house. So he was always singing. Um, my my family, we watched American Idol, like the early seasons religiously. So that mm-hmm. was like, a big event in our house. Um, and it's funny, my dad introduced me to a lot of like Broadway and like, you know, Frank Sinatra and Barry Manilow. But my mom says she likes to say, I introduced you to the cool music, pop music. And really? uh, she got me turned on to like, you know, like yeah. five and John Mayer's. Mm-hmm. So- I feel like when I heard John Mayer and Rune 5 for the first time was when I kind of saw myself going in that pop direction musically. Um But my early influences, I mean, I was singing a lot of Michael Buble. That was the first concert I ever went mm-hmm. to. um So I, I love him, but I've certainly moved in a different direction from the early in, uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm.
2: And like I said before, like, uh you, you take like a lot of influence, especially like your voice and like your style of choice. It's definitely leaning towards like John Mayer, Justin Timberlake. Um even um I'm trying to think of other artists in that realm, but like it definitely leans towards like the pop space and the vocals definitely resonate.
3: Yeah, thank you. I, I would say that um the producer I worked with on a lot of my new music, uh he's a massive just fan of all music, but pop in particular. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like he really brought this side out of me. I know we were texting about one of my new songs and the Justin Timberlake comparisons and I was um, touched. <laughs> I, yeah, I love him. So, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of his earlier songs these days, like as we're making even more music kind of in the pop space. Um, mm-hmm. anything that I can dance to is kind of what I've been more inspired by, um, than, than ever before, I'd say.
2: Yeah, and even like a couple of other artists I'm thinking of, like Jason Mraz and Michael Bublé, as you mentioned, kind of has that element in there.
3: Yeah, I think when I first started performing, you know, with an acoustic guitar, um, Jason Mraz and John Mayer were a lot of, you know, comparisons that I would get at show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I forget where I heard it, but maybe it was Bruce Springsteen talking about, you know, when you start off in any any creative pursuit, you know, you're going to be drawn towards your inspirations and you're going to mimic them in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. I felt like in my early days, I was trying to be John Mayer and Jason Mraz on stage and not really being myself, let's say. And now I'm like finding my way. Um, and I remember like, I think Bruce in that interview said a lot of people thought he sounded like Bob Dylan, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like they've both (laughs) carved quite a path. So, um, yeah, that the acoustic guitar and Miraz and me, we've got a lot of yeah, love for each other, but now moving more away from that. And you've also like taken like these elements and implemented them in your
2: songs. What have been some of the highlights in your career or any uh big EPs? I know you uh have like an upcoming um track called Abundance which is October 20th, but I want to take a step back and hear more about like your big
3: highlights in your career with your song releases. Yeah, sure. Um, the first song I ever released come find me will always have a special place in my heart. I, uh, so just a little bit of background more on me, right? Like my dad was always a good singer, but I was very shy about it. So I was hiding that talent, so to speak. And um, in college, I entered the singing competition and my friends all heard me and they're like, what the hell, How have you been holding out on us? And so Um, (laughs) I, my first song, I had like 15 friends come into the studio and we did these gang vocals Mm -hmm. on come find me. Um, and there's a music video I released about five years ago. So that, that's always going to have a special place in my heart. And an acoustic guitar was how I learned to write songs. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really the, the early iterations was, um, acoustic Mm -hmm. guitar focused. I have some friends in Hoboken who, I had never played with a band before until I was like 27 mm-hmm. or something like that. So I was pretty late to the game as far as like doing that. Um, and I had a couple friends who, who were my neighbors that said, We can put your whole band together in the studio. Give us some of these songs that you've been writing. Um, and I'd say those early songs had a lot of folk influence. It was like pop rock. Um, but I think um, I went through a breakup a couple of years ago. And when I went through that, it, it kind of made me think about everything in my life differently. And mm-hmm. at that time, the songs that were really getting me re-inspired to like, think about doing music again, um, were like dance songs and running songs. And like, when I was mm-hmm. in this slump, I felt like I could, I w- I just wanted to run. I just wanted to dance. Like I wanted to move that mm-hmm. made me feel better. And I thought to myself, why am I not making music that I could literally add to these playlists to make me feel better? Um, so I went down to Nashville and worked with my friend who's a producer down there mm-hmm. and we only had like six, seven days together. We've known each other for years, but in six or seven days, we wrote seven songs. And wow, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, it was just like a creative explosion. And he was the one bringing in all these synths and these different like R&B grooves um, mm-hmm. and, and just things where I used to strictly only work with like a live band in the studio. He he made me, you know, and, and just my life at that point made me rethink, why don't I try just doing something different? And just doing things that I'm drawn to in the moment. And so that's that's mm-hmm. where this whole like pop dance sound has come from. Mm-hmm. And my friend Colin has a, a, a lot of thanks to him for helping produce and write a lot of this stuff. And so you traveled to
2: Nashville, were able to record those seven songs, but you also do things live too. Uh, you just performed... Um, one of your nights uh for a three month residency at De- the Delancey in New York um so what was that experience you just did that like literally a week ago
3: yeah um the first night of the residency went i mean as as great as one can expect um there was a full room our band sounded great um mm-hmm. we got a lot of a lot of a lot of smiles in the audience a lot of people dancing so i think that, mm-hmm. that's all the feedback you want you want to see that. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, in New York City, from my perspective, you know, you want to as a band, you need to draw fans to, to play at these venues. Right. And so sure. my philosophy and from a lot of my mentors has been plan your shows, you know, sporadically, give some space between them, play at different venues so that when you're, be- you know, when you're in the beginning stage of your artist career, you don't like run out of draw you know you don't want to play every sure. third in new york city you're gonna not have fans potentially who can come by the end of it um so but anyway with so but my band has not been playing as much as we've wanted and i think we heard that from our fans they said you know mm-hmm. we want to see you play more so um earlier this year i i started brainstorming the idea of a residency you know i feel like billy joels of the world are doing them but I'm not really seeing them from like an indie artist perspective enough. Um, And, and the idea came from, you know, what, what can consistency, what, what can it really lead to if if you stay consistent with a live? Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear about consistency all the time when it comes to releasing, but the thought of like playing at the same venue month after month for a certain period of time, you know, what can that lead to on the other end? And so Um, we worked with the Delancey and gig finesse to put on this three month residency. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's just, it's been fun to bring in special guests. Like we're going to try to make every show different. So we're going to have different musicians, special guests coming in. Cool. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to work with different uh, charity partners and different brands um, to try to make every show, you know, specific and unique. Um, And yeah, the goal is to like sell out that final show. Right. So it keeps building and building to something, but I think what I've immediately seen so far is that, you know, when I used to play one show every like four or five months in different venues, it was easy to just get lost in the shuffle. And, and my friends would say to me, when's your next show? And I wouldn't have one booked. And it, I felt like it was a lot of missed opportunities. So for this, when inviting mm-hmm. kind of the whole fan base to come out to these shows, I mean, it's, it's been great. So many people are like, we're going to be here in October, but, we can't go. We're going to come Mm -hmm. to November. And and so that, that's, I haven't had that before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm pretty excited uh, about it. The first show, like I said, was, was really a home run. And I think there's a couple more uh, big swings we're going to take at these next couple of shows. Yeah. And I know that's a really popular
2: venue down on the Lower East side. And it's interesting, like, I've never seen like an artist do like some sort of like, residency but like it makes sense because you want to grow that fan base and engage with them and then the fan base evolves and you get also new people too that come to that venue because it's such a cool unique experience um in New York
3: yeah it's it's funny uh a lot of people too have been saying oh we love going out to the Delancey we didn't even realize there was like a basement you know music venue yeah uh, but we also i mean i don't know if people listening won't see it but we made like merch too let's i don't know if this is blurring it out but we made, we made some this energy uh, to promote abundance. Um, so Brett almond music. So, you know, we're we're going to, yeah, we're trying to do, my cousin and I are working on some t-shirts for the next show. So I just felt like every show should build on itself. Um, and, and by the end of these shows, we will have brought in a lot of the new music that Colin and I have worked on. So it'll, it's like the first show, we played a lot of the earlier songs, which was mm. awesome. Songs I released five years ago that got, I mean, people were really digging them. And then I think by the end, we'll introduce a lot of the the new ones like Abundance. And so mm-hmm. I, it's this plan in my head, it takes a lot of planning for any of you indie artists out there. Um, if you ever want to talk about it, um, you know, let let me know, reach reach out to me. But I think it's worth it to just try that consistency route as opposed mm-hmm. to playing in different venues and different months. And um, yeah, I, I think there's something to, at least trying it, you know, this is sure. the, see how it goes and was it a big process initially to like think out strategically oh
2: i want to perform at this venue um i want to do these shows like within this week time span because also like for that same venue you don't want to do it every every week you want to like space it out so it's like flows and like uh you don't get like the same crowd and or they don't get tired of like the same songs and stuff so you want like a variety like you mentioned so do you agree it's like a kind of a really challenging process but also very rewarding and exciting too
3: yeah i think having a plan is is key because for me the plan was well the the number one goal was what would consistency do from growing a fan base among, you know by playing at the same venue the first thursday it's basically the first thursday of every month i think we maybe this upcoming november 9th it's the second mm-hmm. thursday but You know, it was the idea of like, let's play on Thursdays, see how that goes. Because I would say one challenge for an indie band who's on the rise, Mm -hmm. if your fan base is on the smaller side, venues might not be wanting to commit uh, up front to three Mm -hmm. shows with you in a three-month period on a Friday or a Saturday. So, you know, we we decided to do Thursdays in talking with the Delancey and Gig Finesse. Um, and then also that four to five week cadence for the shows felt like the mm-hmm. right space between. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know the plan was let's do let's let's see what consistency can bring, and then and then two and three was let's bring in new partners for each show or new special guests mm-hmm. or new merch. Um, and then three was and then let's bring in new music. You know, so that was my my strategy was I have all these new songs I want to introduce them. And I'm going to do it live. And so some of these songs that are very, you know, that, that were made by two people in a room, we're trying to figure out how to play them live with a five-person band. So, um, you know, it's, it's it, yeah, it takes a little time. We're still figuring out how to play some of these.
2: Now we will take a listen to one of Brett Altman's newest songs, My Way Out.
1: find a way to hurt me always digging up the dirt searching for another spot to bury me in the ground next to your body count almost had me food. you need a better move cause i made my From your mouth, made my way out. Ooh, ooh. Made my way. Ooh, ooh. Made my way. You said all my dreams are childish. That's so hypocritical, you'll never find a perfect individual who's gonna give you everything your heart's set on. You, you said I'm not a go getter, no sense of adventure. But if you knew me better, maybe we'd still be together. But I made my way. on animosity, what did you want from me, who did I need to be, all your energy, spent on animosity, cause I made my way out, D- didn't beg much to pray.
2: And I know you just released previously a pop song "My Way Out." Um, tell us about that songwriting process and what was it like coming to see it uh, like live and fruition. And I'm assuming you performed it at yeah. uh, the Delancey as well.
3: Yeah, um, I do. I do joke that I feel like that was the song that almost never was, in in a sense that I was actually working with a. I was helping my friends at a music management agency put on Mm -hmm. a show down in Nashville. And when I was down there, that was the focus. And kind of at the last second, I texted Colin, who I've known for many years. Um, And I I said, hey, I have a few hours. And he's like, do you want to just come hang out at the studio? We really didn't have any plans. I hadn't written music in like six months. So it was like the breakup happened. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't really write music for six months. So Mm -hmm. I I went down to Nashville. We go in his studio and like I'm just talking about what I was going through and like he just started playing a bass (laughs) and I mean in an hour like the song came together kind of out of nowhere, unlike anything I've ever written or created. Um, (laughs) And and then I had to leave. Like I went to the show for uh, (laughs) helping with and and then Colin and I we didn't get together again for like four months about Mm -hmm. and. I only had like a minute snippet of that demo and I sent it to some friends Mm -hmm. and like everyone was like, can't get out of my head. Like, this is so good. Um, So then I booked, you know, a flight and then went back down four or five months later and we had these like five days together where we not only finished my way out with Mm -hmm. the vocals, we then wrote like six more songs, Mm -hmm. um, one of which being abundance. So, you know, I would say it was just, it was amazing, creative inspiration and and lucky for me, Colin Mm -hmm. just moved to Brooklyn so uh Mm -hmm. we have a lot more time to get is um so i'm I'm very excited about that but you know the song is really about self-empowerment i i went Mm -hmm. through really you know i went through a tough breakup and i needed songs that were going to help me feel better and i wrote Mm -hmm. one of those songs to help me feel better so um yeah it's uh it's really exciting that it's out and then
2: abundance is coming out pretty soon um what are your other upcoming goals in relation to Abundance or just in your music journey as an artist?
3: Sure. Um, you know, it's funny, I've and, and maybe other artists out there will relate, but I've put a lot of pressure around this particular song release. There, there's something about it. Every person I've showed it to has liked it, and that's put a lot of pressure on me that, like, is this the greatest song that I've created to date? Right. And I want to make mm-hmm. sure I market it properly and it, it most people can hear it. So th- I've put a lot of pressure on myself, but but now I've taken that off. Now that we have a release date and like mm-hmm. now that it's almost here, I'm I'm just excited to have it come out. But um I, I think another thing some artists may relate to, it's rare for me. I am a very happy person overall, just my demeanor. But I write a lot of sad songs, and I think a lot of artists, like when we're in our rooms by ourselves it's just like sad vibes. I I don't know. So I'm really proud of this one because it is a happy, like Mm -hmm. it's just like a happy song. There's a lot of joy in it. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as like plans and anticipations and goals, I mean, we're two weeks from the release. So right now I'm in like the phase of pitching it to a lot of different blogs, um, reaching out to a lot of different curators at, you know, at the DSPs Um, I'm trying to come up with content, like fun ideas around just like joy and like the concept of abundance, mm-hmm. um, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and then obviously like trying to figure out we want to play it at the next show, and I, and I want to just get it in as many ears as possible. Um, so I've like been planning my content out, uh, you know, I sat mm. today and did it. So you know, I think if anyone ever wants to just talk about how do you get you know, a song out there and what, what are the strategies to, to maximize the exposure for it? I'm happy to talk. I'm always trying to figure that out. You know, TikTok and Instagram are key components of getting the word out. Um, but I, I think another idea that I'm trying to just toy with is I've been taking some dance classes for the first time in my life, <laughs> some beginner like hip hop classes. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what kind of content I can create around like the dance and the song because it really warrants that. So mm-hmm. um I've been, I've been uh, at the last couple of shows, I've put the guitar down, which has been a crutch for me <laughs> for years for like a couple moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been fun and it's been, yeah, it, it's been tough, but it's been a good challenge to have. So I'm excited about the song release. I, I really hope it connects with people and Yeah. It's just like happy. Put it on those mood booster playlists. I think that's Mm -hmm. where. So now uh, at the Delancey,
2: you're not only showing off your vocal skills and guitar skills, you're showing off those dance moves, I'm assuming.
3: Right. (laughs) Funny. I I got some compliments. Um, You know, I I, I get everyone there gives me open and honest feedback, especially my family and friends who have been watching me for a while. (laughs) Said something like you looked really relaxed up there. And I'm like, think that, <laughs> that that's better than what previous iterations of me dancing on stage have been mm-hmm. but, um, I think it also it just comes down to like taking myself less seriously um my my friend Emma wall and I um have been creating some content around mental health um the the name of the series is luckily my friend is a therapist um and so <laughs> i we met a year ago we've been friends since and mm-hmm. uh um, she is a therapist. Uh, and so mm. we've been trying to really explore just like my inner thoughts. And I think w- one of the big ones is, you know, like I beat myself up all the time and especially when I'm up on stage. And so the ability to be a little more relaxed up there as my mom would put yeah. it, I feel like is a major win, um, for mm. me, any, anyone who has to get up on stage. It's like, if if you're feeling like, if you're thinking about what the other people are perceiving you, doing it's going to limit you maybe to what to really being your your yourself and so i'm really trying to work on that so if my dancing comes off as relaxed i'd say i'm i'm improving in terms of just <laughs> my mental health space so i'll take it nice
2: and to wrap things up uh as you know like this podcast is to educate like rising music industry artists industry professionals about the different sectors um not only of music but like entertainment as a whole so what advice could you give from an artist perspective um, who wants to be in your shoes, um releasing great content and uh being able to like have a residency at a well-known established venue? Any insights? I mean, you've some of this you've already talked about, but any other recommendations that you can give?
3: Yeah, I would say something that we haven't touched on was, you know, when I volunteered at a music management agency, um, I mean, I, I learned a lot from that experience. And I worked with some great folks mm-hmm. uh, at the agency. That was a situation where, you know, my friend said to me, why don't you just volunteer to get your you know, foot in the door and, and learn a little bit mm-hmm. more about what you like and what you don't like? Um, so I, I think that is that is definitely advice that I would pass down is like if you could put the ego aside, which I had to, which I sure. did, you know, and, and you could say, I'm going to let's for three months, let's go help somebody out. let Like, let's get in the door in a, in a creative way. Um, I think that's always worth thinking about. Um, I am someone who's a big advocate for like, if you're trying to reach out just like guessing, e- guess their emails, go on LinkedIn, go on Instagram, like find all the different ways to, um, if there's someone you want to reach out to and, and, mm-hmm. you know, do it and i mean you and i connected over an instagram dm right so it's like yeah. and we have so much in common that we would have never known had that message mm. um so my my advice to just anyone who wants to be an artist who wants to work in the music industry entertainment space is like sure. you know put put that ego aside and just like go after what you want um and and then as far as, as being an artist i think you know and i've heard this from a lot of m- mentors it's like put yourself out there by releasing that first song. You know, I, I do look back and I I've recently, I, I made a playlist on Spotify, like all the songs by Brett Altman. I, I had been slacking on that task, but I did it. And I started listening to my earlier songs from five years ago and, you know, sure. There were some things that I do differently now, but there was a lot of stuff I'd be, I'm proud of still. And mm-hmm. you know, I, again, we can be so critical that like the songs never get released because they're never perfect. Um, so, so my advice is, yeah, if there's people you want to speak to, to get to where you want to go, go do that. Um, if it means volunteering for different organizations, like Mm -hmm. go do that. Um, and if you have a talent and a passion to, to, and you want to share, you know, your inner thoughts and, and how you see the world, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, five years ago, I, or actually let's go 10 years ago. I sung in a singing competition Mm -hmm. because my roommate heard me singing in my bedroom. And then, like mm-hmm. here we are now, that I'm, you know, playing shows in the city and and have a band, mm-hmm. and I, mean, I never really saw that. Um, yeah, that's a big 360 right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's yeah, that's and and I think the last thing, and then I will uh, get off this the soapbox is, um, for me. It's just been about maintaining like a positive outlook despite a lot of nos that you face in the music mm-hmm. industry in general. It's like if you believe in yourself as cliche as that can be, you know, that can really carry you. So um, yeah, yeah, just believe in (laughs) that positive spirit. Definitely agree. Um, Well, thanks, Brett, for being
2: on the podcast. Congratulations on your residency and uh, your upcoming single abundance. We look forward to hearing it on October 20th and your upcoming
3: two gigs on November 9th and your final one on December 7th. Thank you. And, and that December 7th one's my, my birthday show. So I'm going to oh. special things for that. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but thank you for having me. I hope to anyone out there listening that you've uh, learned a couple of things. And if, if you have more questions, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to chat.
2: And now we will take a listen to one of Brett Altman's latest hits, Abundance. <laughs>
1: coming in from all directions and this wave has got me satisfied my year of self-reflection it opened up a fire inside this energy got a You can stay. Feel it now, something's different With no control, gonna roll with it Stop, who am I kidding? Been knocked down, I can still feel it now Something's different With no control, gonna roll with it Feel this love is real this love is Nobody real. can stay
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will here. Email at Media Industry Guru podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support, and peace out, and let's rock and roll.